Welcome to Overhead Space, where business leaders learn about the new dynamics of our changing world so they can grow their companies within it. My name is Jane Cavalier, longtime business and brand strategist, and I'm your host as we speak with some incredible people from business, academia, philanthropy, entertainment, government, technology, and more. You'll hear extraordinary insights and real-world experiences that will broaden your mind, inspire new thinking, and hopefully help you connect the dots in new ways. Today, I am here with John Fregali, video creator and CEO of Levitate out of San Francisco. John has produced thousands of videos of all kinds for companies of all sizes. He brings what I think is pretty unusual insight on the new value of video and our largely digital marketplace, where people are rapidly researching to find options, evaluate options, and clicking to take actions. In this fast-paced, immediate impression environment, video has never been more important. Personally, I think it's as essential as a company website. Yet many companies still don't use video and have old-fashioned ideas about it. They think it's optional. And at the website alone, or maybe with some PowerPoint presentations and PDFs, can do all the work. What they don't know is the power that they're missing. And John's here to help us learn more. Hey, John. Welcome to Overhead Space. Wonderful, Jane. Appreciate you having me. Everybody feels today, finally, that they have to have a website, or they have to have brochure, or they have to have a PowerPoint presentation. But still, a lot of people don't always have video, and you think that's a major oversight. Why? Great question. So, yeah, I mean, especially in 2020, I think it's a huge oversight. Um, in our opinion, video is one of the most powerful tools you can use to inform your potential or existing customers about your product, your service, what you do, and most importantly, how you solve their problems. Um, you know, it's really a, it's a very user-friendly way also to consume this information for a prospect or customer. You know, with a video, someone can just press play and in, say, one to two minutes be educated, entertained on, you know, what your company does. Um, it also really crystallizes your messaging of what you want to convey to your target audience. Um, you know, we find that this is so much easier for a potential customer than, say, downloading a PDF, slogging through the pages, searching for the stuff that's relevant to you. Um, likewise, you know, sometimes people stall out navigating a website to find, again, what's relevant to them and what's important to them. Um, you know, and plus, the way video is, you can share it in so many ways. You know, we have some of our customers put uh, the links to the video on their signature line on their email. Of course, they put it on their website and social media. Um, so it's just so flexible. Um, we think it's really, really important as a way to promote and educate the market on what you do and, frankly, how you can solve your customers' problems. A lot of companies like, well, I've got my brochure. I've got my PowerPoint. Why do I need to add video on top of that? What, what was video doing for me that those two things aren't doing for me? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, again, it goes back to your audience and your target market. A lot of consumers, for starters, a lot of consumers, I read something recently, they do 80% of their research work before even engaging with the company. So many consumers want to be able to, you know, the power of the Internet, do their own research, and frankly, just press play, be educated and entertained uh, by a video. Um, and we find it's a much more user-friendly way than a physical brochure or a PowerPoint. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's really flexible to share via email, you know, uh, as opposed to, you know, an, 
like a large, you know, PDF you're trying to attach to someone's got to download and then open with Adobe Acrobat or whatever. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, PowerPoints and brochures can be very powerful, and they have their place. I just believe we just believe video is a superior way to educate and entertain your prospects and allow them to know who you are and how how you can help them. Um, I think the other really important note is these days is decision makers and leaders are not only getting younger, but are more tech savvy. They're expecting companies to have videos that help them easily understand if you can help them. You know, let's say you have good SEO and, you know, you have the right search terms and someone finds you. How can you quickly educate them to make sure to show them that you're the right fit to be, say, included in our RFP or for them to go on your site and fill out a form so they can get a sales pitch to see if you can help them? And, I, and we really believe video can be a great way of helping to lead a prospect to, you know, a company's ultimate goal of a video, you know, filling out a form getting, and getting into the sales funnel. You know, it's interesting you talk about a younger, tech-savvy audience that has perhaps, an ex- you're saying, an expectation that there's going to be video. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I, c- I couldn't agree more. Um, you, know, uh, you know, back in the day, you would be like, well, you got to have a website. <laughs> well, now, you know, if you don't have a website, it's like, what are you doing? And, and we believe now the same could be true of video. Um, and that's why we really do try to pride ourselves on having videos that are accessible to you know nearly any company. Now, when you talk about a video, let's break it down a little bit in terms of what are the essentials to creating a powerful video. Let's say I'm talking to a company and they're a little gun-shy, they've not done a video before, and I said, listen, here are the things you need to know if you're going to create a great video. What, what would we say? Great question. So, I mean, just like anything, you've got to define your project. What's the video topic? Who are you trying to reach? And frankly, what's the goal of your project? You know, the most common one is, well, well, I'll just take one example. I don't know if it's the most common. Hey, we got a new product. Okay, great. Well, how are you going to educate the market about your new product? There's a lot of ways to do that. Video is, is a great one. So, you know, defining, okay, here's who the product helps. Here's who we're trying to reach. Um, and then you at least know what the project is. And then once you've defined that, the next step is you got to find a capable video production company, I mean, unless you're you know, a large enough company to have an in-house division, which many companies do. Um, but even as a sidebar, we work with plenty of enterprise companies that have internal video teams but still come to levitate for certain video production needs. But anyways, so then you know, getting into the actual video production, let's say it's an animated video. First step is the script. It really serves as the backbone of the video, and it's going to influence the visuals and the flow of the video. The next step is considering what type of animation will resonate best with your target audience. So like, let me give you an example. Let's say it's a B2C product. You know, maybe you're doing what we call 2D character animation where you're like showing characters move around and maybe this script is like a day in the life flow of someone using your product and getting benefits or positive outcomes from it. Um, another example, which is probably the most common for us because we work, I'd say predominantly with B2B uh, companies, is you know, maybe you want to leverage high-end stock video and motion graphic overlays to show real people in your video and then have that sizzle of motion graphics all the while not having to set up a custom shoot that's going to raise the price of, of, the, of the project. Um, you know, I think the final key, and, and I think this is a little bit less important, but I think it's important to consider, is making sure the video matches and plays nice with your brand look and feel and the audience you're trying to reach. 
you know, if you're trying to reach a really, you know, say buttoned up uh, uh, audience, maybe you don't want a character video that feels cartoonish. Um, likewise, you, you don't want a video that strays too far from your company look and feel and who you are. I mean, what I like to say to my clients is we want our videos to play nice with your website, with your existing marketing, and feel like it was developed from your company, even though, you know, as an external vendor, we're partnering on it. That's great. So talk about talk about one of the videos you've created. Give us an example of help bring this to life. Yeah. So we've you know we've been lucky to work with over a thousand companies, and and you know one of the companies we've been working with for years is Team Snap. Uh, great company. They have an app that makes you know sports team management easy and efficient for everything from youth soccer all the way up to minor league baseball. We've probably produced 15 to 20 videos of them over the last five years. And, and I actually you know, was on their YouTube page recently, you know, poking around, and one of the first animated videos we produced for them has over 4 million views on YouTube, wow. which is pretty amazing. That, that is um, amazing. You know, and, and that's, you know, <laughs> that's more of an outlier. Every video we produce does not get 4 million views. I wish it did. But um, it speaks to the reach you can achieve with a great video. And, and here's the other big key, and I'm not, we're not shy to talk about this. Because our videos, this is one piece. It's just an asset, a strong marketing plan to promote it. And I think that's an important piece. Um, but also, you know, you pay for the video once. And in that example, you, know, you can use it for years and have an enormous impact. Um, you know, in my opinion, that really brings up some interesting points. Um, marketing of a video and the use of the video as a promotional sales and marketing tool. You know, having a great looking video, that's just one piece of the puzzle. You need a capable marketing team or sales team that know how to use it. And then I guess the most important, you need to have a product or service that's priced correctly and people want. You know, I, I like to say to, 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 to my team internally, you know, we can make the greatest video ever. But if someone's not going to promote it and use it, well, you know, and you're saying, why aren't we selling more products because we invest in video? Well, it's not the video's fault. The video is just one piece of the puzzle. When you talk about marketing and promoting the video, what, what tactics, what are you talking about, putting it on YouTube? And what, what is, in your mind, the proper tools for doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, you want to get it out as, as many places as possible. So the obvious ones are getting it on your website, getting it on social media. I gave the example of um, – well, actually, let me even back up. First, you've got to consider where you're going to upload the video to. YouTube and Vimeo are two of the most common places to upload your video. So first, people can stream it. You don't want to have people downloading a 60-megabyte file. You know, for starters, they won't. So that's the first piece. And then once you have it uploaded, then you can take the embed code, put it on your website, take the link, put it on social media. Um, and then like the example I gave, take that link again, put it on the signature line, um, use it at any sort of virtual or in-person events, um, use it to queue up a sales meeting, um, maybe you have partnerships with different people and you can get um, it promoted other places. Maybe you have a partner network you sell through and you get some backlinks. Um, so those are just a couple of the most common places we see video used. That's great. Wow. Okay. So I, the streaming it, I think, makes a lot of sense. So just using that embedded code, that, that's, that makes a lot of sense. So when you look at back at all the videos you see on the market, and I see a lot of videos as well, you know, which you're an expert, do you do you step back and think, oh, there's a, you know, the same error or the same thing that people do over and over again that makes a video not good or not successful or just junk videos? I mean, what what's your perspective on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it makes me think, you know, first, 
video is being produced throughout the world for a variety of different budget levels. And you can find some great, say, freelancers that do great work, you know, that, that unicorn freelancer that, that does uh, agency-level work. Um, but that's, I think, the exception more than the rule. So I think one of the biggest errors is, is trying to produce video on the cheap, and you end up getting a lackluster, underwhelming video. And my opinion is a bad video is probably worse than no video at all. Um, you know, with all these sites, and I, and I won't call out any names, but you can very cheaply get video produced. That doesn't mean it's a good idea to do that. Likewise, there's some tools where you can like self-produce video. Well, that's great if you know how to do it. But again, if you don't, it's probably worse than, than, than having no video at all. So, you know, I would say after video quality, the biggest mistake companies make um, is they don't consider their target audience and, um, you know, what they want. So, you know, I like to tell my clients, yes, we're producing the video for you. You own it. But really, the videos for your prospect, your existing customer, someone out there who's your target audience who's going to watch the video and take a desired action. You know, that's the key. Um, you want them to, you want the video to, to, to achieve a goal for you, like get more people to fill out your form, to get more calls for your sales reps so you can, so you can bring on more customers. Um, you know, maybe go to your website to get more web traffic to promote an event you're having or something like that. So, you know, the goal is you want to think about it in who's going to consume it. And that should be the goal of the video. Um, you know, along those lines, another mistake we see is, and by the way, we believe shorter videos are more effective. Uh, no one wants to watch a five-minute video unless they're learning how to build a table, and it's like a how-to-build-a-table video. So you see the mistake companies make is they live and breathe their product. They want to talk about all their bells and whistles when really the tar target audience who's going who's to you know, pay you money to keep you running your business, they want to know how you can solve their problems. So the most effective videos are the ones we think that speak to the target audience, address the problems they might have, and how you can solve them. Like, hey, we know this is a huge problem. Good news, we've created XYZ product to solve it, and this is how we do it. Then you're speaking to them. Then you've engaged them, as opposed to just you know ramming product features down their throat. They don't care about the product features until they know you can solve their problems. Only then do they start to care about the details of it. So I think those are some of the, you know, the common mistakes. When you were talking about, you said shorter videos, what, what time length are we talking about? Again, it depends on the goal of the project. I could say in general, if you can get a video done in a minute, it's a huge win. You know, I would challenge yourself or anyone who's listening, throw up a video, watch it. At what point do you start tapping your toe and looking at your cell phone? I'm going to guess it's 45 seconds in. Sometimes it's longer. Um, so I, I love one minute. And if you can get a video done in less than one minute, it's, it's a win because you're going to get more people watching end to end. I mean, there's absolutely viewer fall off. If, if, you know, if you're a business and you have videos on YouTube and you look at the Google analytics, you're going to see when people drop off your video, just like how long they're on your website. Um, so I think shorter videos are, are, are a win, but you know, there can be longer videos. You know, for instance, uh, we did a video for the American Heart Association about, you know, someone who suffered a stroke and it's like a four minute video and, and I'm hanging on every word because it's a tearjerker, you know, and it's a really emotional story about this woman's journey. Um, but other videos that are like a, a product video, oh my God, get in and get out um, and have it focused on converting people because that's the goal. I mean, we're not, we're not making art. We're, we're, we're trying to create a business asset that helps you grow your business. So at the end, you know, we're doing these videos. Let's say you're doing one that's a product 
video, do you end out a call to action, or you is the call to action usually in the text of which the video is embedded? Like, where do you stop with the video, and then where do you transfer the sales to what's you know the context of the video? Great question. You know, I, I like to think of videos and scripts. You know, there's no, it's like it's like think of think of I'll go back to you know uh, motion pictures. It, there's a story arc, right? There, there's a climax, and I think. In the intro, you build them up of, hey, why do they care? Why are you watching? The middle of the video is hopefully, you know, the hero shot of your product or service. And then you are ending on what's next. Um, I think the most common ones are, you know, you know, come to our website, fill out a form, things that get net new prospects into your sales funnel. And the way you do that is twofold. One, or well, threefold. One, you have a good story. Two, you have that on-screen text that pr promotes people to go somewhere. And three, you include it in the voiceover. So even if someone's halfway looking at the screen, they're still hearing it, and you're also showing them on-screen text of, of what to do next. Wow, that's great. So you, so audio really has a role here then in the video. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I we've, of course, done videos without um, a voiceover, but I really recommend having a script and a voiceover. And the other piece that doesn't get any love that should be talked about is having a good background music track. It's kind of an engine in the back of the video, you know, moving it along and, and keep, keeping people engaged and also kind of setting a tone. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. So what is the lifespan of most of the videos you create? Because I, sometimes I think that companies are worried sort of like, you know, it's not like advertising. When you create a 30-second spot, people watch it once or twice, they're done with it, right? The, the lifespan of a commercial is very short. But I get the sense that videos might have a longer life. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the videos we do are online videos. And, you know, yeah, we want them to have as much of a lifespan as possible to, so companies get the most value out of it. But, but, again, it varies on what type of video. So, for instance, we're getting into personalized video a lot, which is very new to people. You know, for instance, a, a bill explainer video. Let's say you sign up for a new service, you get your first bill. You know, what if you had a video that said, you know, hey, Jane, you know, thanks for signing up and being a customer. You're about to get your first bill in the mail. Let me explain it for you. You know, you're going to have this, this, and this, maybe show an exact cost. Um, those type of videos, their shelf life's a month, you know, because you're then going to pay your first bill, and then you understand it. Um, other videos we do tend to have a much longer shelf life. Um, you know, basically until a, a company pivots their product or service, changes their branding, you know, changes their logo, and it becomes outdated. And, you know, connected to that, what we do is we store our customers' uh, video project files as long as we can so that we can easily go back in and update a video as needed. So, like, you know, the TeamSnap video I mentioned, um, which had 4 million views, it's still on their YouTube channel, and we produced it in 2015. Um, you know, the other thing that I think is important to consider around this is we discourage people from, you know, putting things that are instantly going to be outdated, like a client count or a current year, because it's going to be outdated in, in a small matter of time. Um, you know, if you make the video all about your product or service and how it helps your target audience, it'll be relevant until you pivot or change your product or service, or like I said, change your logo or update your, you know, your brand look and feel. And even if you do that, it's, it's very simple if you have project files to swap out a logo, change color, or even, you know, pull out a certain section, redo the script and animations, and, and you know, tune the video back up so it gets a, another couple of years of life. Yeah. No, I absolutely can see that. So, I mean, I know a lot of companies who aren't using videos, and I guess when my 
questions is, what do you think is the biggest stumbling block preventing companies from using video? I remember when people finally realized we have to have a website, right? There were people mm-hmm. who went, went and had websites, I guess, and there then then everybody had them, and then the laggards finally caught up, and we all have websites now, and we realize it's essential. Like, you're not real, or you don't really get the respect of being a legitimate uh, company unless you at least have a website. But what do you think is the biggest stumbling block preventing companies from, you know, using video? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, uh, I, I look at every single closed law stop uh, opportunity my company has from the sales side. And I think the biggest stumbling block I see, especially right now, is budget. Whether it's a lack of setting aside budget or budget not being available. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, you know, in order to counteract that, you really have to prioritize video and making sure you do set aside enough money for a, pro- a professional video. Um, you know, I think the difference is kind of like you mentioned with websites. These days, you know, we don't get a lot of, well, why video? You know, you don't get that a lot because people get it. People really get that they need video. And there is no lack of qualified companies throughout the world producing video at all budget levels. So it's, it's you know, there are, the companies are out there, and I think decision makers and marketers and heads of sales know they need those type of assets. But, you know, um, they just haven't set aside the money or, or, you know, maybe they don't have an eternal team on the marketing side who's advocating for video to, for video to upper management and, and telling them, we've got to set aside money to do this. Um, I think you also see some companies that are, you know, stuck in their ways. You know, hey, well, we've always done things like this. Why change? Or, you know, one that I see occasionally is, well, we get all of our business from referrals. Um, Or, you know, you get that we can't afford video. But I think that's a really limited view, Um, you know, unless you don't want to grow your company and you're happy exactly the size you are. Well, then, you know, keep on keeping on. Um, But you can, you know, when you think about investing in a video and seeing that investment pay off many times over with new clients, new prospects, and, and, and that's going to lead to increased revenue and customers, you know, if you do the things we talked about earlier. You have it well produced, you have the right marketing strategy, and you have a well priced product or service. So tell me about, you know, I'm sure a lot of times you're producing video for companies who maybe haven't done it before, like their first time video. Mm-hmm. Um, What's been their reactions once they have it produced and it's out there and they're using it? I mean, what, what kind of things do you hear back from them? Yeah. Well, we try to stay in touch with our clients. So, you know, we, we always do a wrap-up call, you know, when we finish a project. And then we, we do try to stay sticky with our, with our customer relations. And, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, love the work. They've seen the value out of it. And, and we're their go-to when they need their next video. So, you know, you definitely see a lot of people uh, uh, saying, you know, yeah, we used it here, there, and, and, and there, you know, kind of like some of the places that I mentioned earlier. And you get a lot of people that are happy uh, with the results because they knew it, it moved the ball forward for them. You know, it helped get opportunities in their sales pipeline. It helped increase uh, activity on their website. It helped increase form fills to get new opportunities to their sales team. Um, you know, or some sort of a lift in sales. So I think that's some of the things that you see. Mm, I can see that. So if I'm looking at a company, let's say company A and company B, company A is has all the sales and marketing things that a typical company has, but they don't use video. And company B is a direct competitor, and they do use video. Now, obviously, you're you're in the video business, so we have a little bias here, but still, I want to hear your description of what you feel the advantage of company B is 
in, in that they are using video in their sales and marketing efforts? What is their advantage? Yeah, well, I think it comes back to educating your market. So uh, if I need a ser- product or service, probably one of the first things I'm doing is jumping on Google and searching for keywords, the keywords I think, that are going to bring me potential people. And then, and then you know, you can be a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, or maybe there's some sort of uh, aggregator review site that you're going to that helps you, 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 you know, jump the line a bit and get information quicker. So, but, but point is you get, say, four or five potentials. And then you start doing research into them. Again, do they have a website? If they don't have a website, you're probably saying these guys aren't real. Um, secondly, you're getting, if they do have a website, which you hope they do, you get to the website, okay, here I am. How much time do I really have to dedicate to this? And if you have an above-the-fold video that I can just press play on and in a minute or two understand what they do, and, and by the way, hopefully it's a well-produced video that I enjoyed my, my one minute that I'm never getting back, um, you know, I'm probably going to be more apt to be like, okay, these guys are players. I, I want to talk to them. And so if that video buys that company that first call, you know, I think the video did its job. Now, the company that doesn't have video, you know, yeah, maybe they've got a really well-designed website. Maybe the information is so clear that I can see the similar information that I would have got from a video, but maybe not. And so, you know, you want to stack the deck in your favor. So you not only want that great-looking website that's efficient to navigate, that doesn't have, that's not too text-heavy, that's, you know, got the right imagery that I, as a prospect, I'm looking for, but you also want that video because I'll tell you what, more often than not, I bet you people are going to say, oh, video, great, because you can get entertained and educated with the video. And I think that's the huge advantage. So you stack the deck in your favor by having a video, in my opinion. Let's talk a little bit about Levitate for a moment. I mean, you've been around a long time. You've produced thousands of videos. Um, why do clients like working with your company? That's a great question. Um, so we're, you know, we're a U.S.-based company. We're not the cheapest in the world. We're also not the most expensive. I think we are incredibly value-oriented, especially if you're a mid-sized enterprise company and, say, have a, a product that costs thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. You, know, you produce a video for, say, six grand once, and you use it to, bring in, to help you get a couple leads that lead to deals. For starters, you've already paid for your video. And then you still have the video, and you keep using it. So I think our quality and value is very high. The second thing is we really try to come in the door as a partner. Yes, we understand who we are. We're a video vendor. But we try to come in the door as a partner because we believe our client success are our success. And, and we love what we do. And, of course, you know, we, 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 we want to sell videos, but we really want to help our clients and develop life, hopefully lifetime relationships with them so that we can continue to be their go-to for video. So the way we do that is the first couple things I mentioned, but also through having a really great white glove customer experience. You know, we know, I know what it's like to have a bad customer experience, and I know what it's like when someone treats me right. And we want to not only win on video quality, but we want to win on experience. You know, people choose to work with us. And, you know, we are not a recurring revenue model. We're campaign to campaign. And so, you know, you really have to have your A game always out so people will continue to remember you and come back to you. So I think the way Levitate, you know, is able to win, especially in competitive situations, is our quality, our value, and, and the, you know, the promise of a great customer experience. And then, you know, the proof's in the pudding if they come back and want to continue working with us. We've been blessed that, you know, a high percentage of our customers come back for, you know, second, third, or fourth video because of all those factors. 
That's that's terrific. Well, I have to say, you know, in speaking with you, and I'm sure everybody who's listening can tell how passionate you are, not just about video, but about driving business by the use of video. And I think if if someone is lucky enough to find a company like yours that really dives into the value proposition of the business or whatever business narrative you know, they're trying to say, and then by you know, and I know how it is with my clients as well, constantly reminding them this is really about you. It's really about your customer. Yep. Right. And so, and so, they companies need an, uh, you know, a third party to remind them of that, and then who can also dive into the customer's shoes and say, this is the way they need to hear it, they need to experience it. And so, it's really great that you you know, dig in and to interpret the value propositions for, through the customer's eyes. And and yeah, I totally agree. I think video, particularly for the next generation of business leaders and, and consume, younger consumers is the expected way of getting a message. So thank you for sharing all of your insights. It's just really, really tremendous, and I'm really excited to, you know, put this out and have all of my, uh, you know, leader, readers and listeners hear what you have to say, Joe. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me. I, I, we love what we do. It, it, it's, it's really a lifestyle. You know, at this point, I, I've been doing, I was the first hire and I'm now their CEO. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's a seven-day-a-week type of thing, and, and we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. Well, thanks for joining us again, John. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Take care. You have been listening to Overhead Space, hosted by Jane Cavalier, CEO and President of Brightmark Consulting. To read more from Overhead Space or to listen to more podcasts, visit www.brightmarkconsulting.com and check out the social media links below. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us again for Overhead Space, business and branding insights to grow your company in the new world.